Hello and welcome back to the Energy Today podcast with me, Nicholas Barrett. And today I'm joined by Mats Nilsson from Lula University of Technology. Mats, how's it going? Well, it's, it's fine. I just had an intense uh, session, but uh, I have enjoyed the day so far and, and uh, now I hope to relax. With, okay, well, not just yet. No, you can, not you just. can relax in five minutes. <laughs> First, you have to tell me about the transition in Europe to renewable energy and the imbalances that we're seeing. Because as far as you see it, as far as I understand, there's a supply, a demand, and a capacity problem. Can you explain? Yeah. I mean, we have been a bit caught unawares. I, we had this idea that we could replace one megawatt with another megawatt. And, and I think nobody really, when we started doing it, so we, we, the idea was we could replace, for example, now I'm taking the, the far ends, right? We could replace coal with solar, one-to-one. And I think in, in Europe we have, uh, we have discovered that uh, you can't do that because the solar will be on for certain hours and the coal could go, you know, could produce all hours. And that is the discovery we have made. And, and therefore, therefore we have now started discussing, well, we have a dimension that is needed there, the security of supply dimension. And in this discovery, certain countries have come so far that they have invested a lot in renewables. Now they discovered that, wow, we have a security supply issue. We can't let these conventional plants close down just yet. So we're stuck with an overcapacity. And that overcapacity is driving spot prices down, which then makes it hard for the conventional plants that we want in there for security of supply reasons to survive. Uh, so... It's 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 a little in the bind, and and uh, uh, it's worse in some countries. Uh, Sweden, which is the case that where I'm from, we're not really there yet, but we're fairly close. Uh, so we do we are beginning to have this uh, discussion. People who think a lot about climate change and trying to um, stave off a two degree hike in world temperatures would probably of the attitude that you, you can't deal with climate change in a way that is too urgent, that that doesn't exist. But is that what's happened in Europe? I think, no, well, I think there is a good, there is a good intention behind uh, the support to, to renewables. But we have to, we have to remember that actually the support to renewables uh, was for the sustainability goal. And, and that has become mixed with the CO2 goal. You can still have the CO2 goal, and you would probably have a fair amount of renewables if you only had a, a CO2 goal. But if we concentrated on the CO2, I think we would see, and that's what you see in countries which, which can't afford playing around too much, that you would probably see some more uh, nuclear, you would see some discussion on, on CCS technology, uh, not that it, that seems fairly expensive still, but you wouldn't see that this now extreme focus on renewables that we have in in, in Europe, um, and I think we're also surprised of, of the overall system costs per per kilowatt hour that we're seeing, and and that the manufacturing industry is now starting to leave Europe as a protest against. The, the rising electricity cost that also comes as a shock I think to policymakers and to industry alike I mean we didn't we didn't foresee that this would happen and maybe maybe the learning 
what I take away from this is that, look, we, we, we don't have now to continue. We can take a deep breath. We can phase out the renewable support we have and start discussing, okay, wind is a mature technology. It, it has its, its place. You can actually integrate wind fairly well uh, with balancing and so on. That's, it it's works fairly fine. Solar will have, in southern Europe especially, will have a role, but maybe not as large. And, and then start slowly to increase the CO2 cap, which I think is the most important if, you, if you're worried about climate. We, we could be a lot harsher on the CO2 and relaxed uh, renewables. Uh, there's a, there's a diplomatic and soft power element to this, isn't there? Because I suppose the Commission would be wary of people seeing headlines that says um, uh, Europe cut subsidies. That would make it them look... They wouldn't want to be perceived as being apathetic on climate and sending that message out to the world. Uh, no, but if, if they are at the same time... And, and I think the Eastern Europeans are, are more pragmatic, and they have to be, because they, they have now to grow to catch up with the standard of living that we have. And they are more pragmatic about it and say, let's, let's have one goal. Let's have the CO2 goal. And if, if you do it that way, saying that, look, now we have phased in, we have learned a lot about renewables, but we're phasing out the support there, but we are tackling the CO2 issue harder, I think that message is, is prob possible to make, even politically. Uh, and if you combine it, I mean, Europe is not... Uh, we're in... A recession is a hard word, but parts of Europe is still in a recession. If you can explain it by, look, this is now becoming a costly system, we're trying to make it more cost-efficient. I think those two, uh, in combination, the, the cost-efficiency and the CO2, that's, that could work as a message. But ultimately, if we're going to meet the, um, the, the, the carbon targets that we're kind of trying to set ourselves in Paris for the next you know, half yeah, a century, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to, at some point, find a technological or economic solution to this that's definitive, aren't we? Yeah, but we don't have to find it within the five or ten next year. I, I mean, we still have... Uh, we're closing down nuclear reactors in Sweden that, that would actually be able to run until 2025. We're taking away time that we could have spent on R&D for, for the sustainable sources. We're taking that away and we're making all the decisions now as if there is no more technical uh, innovation or, or technical breakthroughs. Uh, I think Europe, Europe is unnecessarily putting a speed upon it. And, I mean, look at the German case where they have done a lot. You have to say that they have done a lot, but they haven't decreased CO2 to the, to, uh, the extent that you would expect from the money they have spent there. So, so I think we can do more, but in a different way. And investing in, in more renewables right now, when we know about the security of supply issue, which we maybe didn't talk about 10 years ago, but now we know about it, it doesn't make sense. Then you're just stubborn. You can't, you can't admit that, look, we were doing it a bit too quick, but let's learn now from the past and, and focus on, on one goal, uh, which, which in my mind would be the CO2. Sustainability goal has to come in there uh, because you can't, you can't do... Uh, well, you can't do fossil for two reasons. Fossil is the reason we're having the CO2 issue, and it's also, you know, it's, it's an unsustainable resource in the long run. So, so we have to face out fossils anyways, but, but we can do it differently from what we're doing now. Thank you for joining us on the Energy Today podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you.